0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 246 of the mtg goldfish podcast i'm seth probably better known as sephron olive and we have the full crew here this week kicking things off with the owner of mtg goldfish richard how's it going this week richard hey seth what's going on uh apparently a lot we actually got uh kind of out of the blue some product announcement there's some magic news a mythic championship coming up so we actually have a lot to talk about this week which should make for an interesting cast but before we get into it, we have another co-host. How are you doing today, Krim?
1: I'm doing
0: all right. That is excellent uh yeah so our plan for today is basically cover all the latest magic news we got a kind of surprising list of product announcements last thursday so we're going to talk about that we also got a surprise announcement that the bnr announcement that normally happens i think it was uh, sometime in november was moved up until next monday which brings us to our last topic mythic championship five which is happening this weekend so the bnr announcement coincidentally i guess is happening as soon as the Mythic Championship ends. So we're going to talk about all that stuff. And of course, answer a bunch of fish mail that we missed last week with our uh, special podcast with Ben Stark. So before we get into all those topics, a super quick reminder that our show today is brought to you by SpikesAcademy.com. And Spikes Academy is presenting a new course about limited with Hall of Famer Ben Stark, who, as I mentioned, was on last week's cast. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. It was super awesome of Ben to join us. In the course, Ben will teach you how to build better draft and seal decks and how to evaluate cards in the context of limited. So get ready to crush your next pre-release tournament with SpikesAcademy.com and the new limited course with Ben Stark. You can even use the code GOLDFISH to get a 5% discount today at SpikesAcademy.com. So thanks to Spikes Academy for supporting the show. And with our sponsorship stuff out of the way, let's talk about some magic and let's kick things off with these product announcements. So last Thursday on the official Wizard stream, they dropped a bunch of kind of weird uh, like supplemental product news. So, Richard, what products do we have coming up around the corner here in the multiverse?
2: All right, we have Unsanctioned, another silver-bordered set, but it's not an expansion set. It's actually five 30-card precons, and the pre-cons have old, unset cards and then some new ones. And the idea is you take these decks, you shuffle them together, you build other decks, and you play. And the picture is a goblin boxing a squirrel with a chicken (laughs) referee.
0: (laughs) The art is sweet.
2: Full art lands. Five regular, five premium coming in uh, each copy of Unsanctioned as well.
0: So this comes out the end of February. Actually, February 29th, which is a leap day, so I guess that kind of fits the flavor of a silver-bordered set. And... I don't know what I think about this. This is definitely different than an actual set. It's not in boosters. It's more, like, pre conny for the most part. But people love silver-bordered cards, so I guess I'm all for having more silver-bordered cards out there because they're just, like, surprisingly popular. Uh... One thing I don't like is we don't have MSRP anymore, so I have no idea <laughs> if this is something that's, like, $20 or $100. Like, I, I just have no clue what the price point is for this. Do you guys have any guesses at, like, how much it's going to cost to get unsanctioned?
1: I think it's... I mean, like, with what you get, you get... So, this is five separate 30-card decks, right? Yeah. So, yeah. each one will probably be around, like, $25, $30, is what I think you mean for the
2: for the whole box right
1: well no 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 okay so or for each yeah each if it's okay so like if it's five separate things it would be 25 30 per but if it's
2: all together it might just be like a hundred I think it'd be about a hundred I think so it's gonna be one it's one box it's like commander anthologies or something like that it's just like one box and you're supposed to buy it put it on your board game shelf when your friends come over you play it my guess is it's like thirty bucks. I can't imagine it being like eighty or a hundred. Like, who's gonna buy this, right? Like, you go to Target, you are like, yes, I will pay a hundred dollars for this board game I've never heard of. So but you get it's, but you get five thirty card decks with two, so it has like what two dice, uh
1: some tokens, ten, <laughs> ten of the full art and it, foils, and a, a reusable
2: box. <laughs>
1: well, okay, the reusable but, box is like whatever, right? But like that, the thing here is, I think it would be more than more than that if it's uh, yeah since it's all one big bundle
2: hmm. it's Hmm. maybe of the, like, how much is game nights do you guys know uh, like no. to me this is like a version of game nights it's like casual it's not meant for you to take and grind at f&m you can't because it's literally unsanctioned uh so it's like for your friends right so oh I, game night is
0: 40 cheap. bucks was what last year's was and it's selling for closer to like 30 on amazon
2: yeah ah. so i think around there yeah okay that
1: makes that makes sense I, I could see like 50 yeah somewhere the
0: other thing they mentioned is it is part new cards in part classic silver border reprints so it's gonna be interesting <laughs> oh, yes. i mean the
2: classic <laughs> silver border cards
0: i don't know like i don't know what silver border cards we really need more copies of i'm like looking at the price list and they mostly max out like eight to ten dollars but i don't know maybe there's demand for like City of Ass and Mox Lotus and some of the like the real the really old those are some of the most expensive cards from like unhinged and unglued so
1: the big cheese I guess it's
0: cool the big yes the cheese stands alone yeah, BFM <laughs> uh yeah so I don't know is this something you guys would pick up for yourselves and just like have for a game night or whatever
1: I never the only thing I ever wanted from the the unsets and the silverboard sets was Cheaty McCheatface and that's the only thing. <laughs> So,
2: I'm not huge on silver bordered cards, uh, but I-, I could see why a lot of people are. Like, I still have that booster box of Unstable that I bring to every Magic Las Vegas that we <laughs> it's never played. Like two years. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know that I'm going to get around to playing unsanctioned. I don't know. Uh, I
0: is mean, it available
2: on Arena? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I think the answer there is no, or Magic Online. I don't think we'll ever see unsets make their way into digital. It seems just like impossible ish (laughs) like really hard to program unset cards i would uh, have to
1: what like type to somebody if they and ask them if they like squirrels right (laughs) and the game would have to (laughs)
0: they they need a do you like squirrels emote for arena so you can't type to anyone yeah (laughs) all right
2: next up we have game nights 2019 so last year we had game nights this year we have game nights releasing november 16th Five decks. There's five new cards, one for each color. I think we can just skip them. They're 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 like a big bomby cards, maybe for commander players, maybe not. But a new version of Game Nights. And like Seth said, last year's version was forty bucks.
0: Yeah, I assume it will be roughly the same price. I mean I don't know. It's another product that isn't for me. I'm not really interested in like battling underpowered precons against each other, but if you're a new player or a super casual player i guess i can see like the appeal of having these decks that are apparently supposed to be balanced to play against each other just like sitting around for i don't know when you have a bunch of friends over or something uh, so i mean yeah, whatever i guess <laughs>
2: i mean there, there's some pretty cool cards in the deck oh yeah right? yeah like, i mean like i Vilas, Duos, Torgar, or i Trachyseth. mean yeah there's yep, yep
0: yep there's not a ton of value though like there's cool there's cool cards in the context of like i want to play like a fun casual game like casual players love like lass uh Lathless and dracusath and whoa hey casual players like crim
1: when they're not to ferrying <laughs> i love dracusath
0: <laughs> did did either of you play last year's Game Nights?
1: Yes. It was a lot of fun. It was actually a lot of fun. Um, yes, when I was playing it, I was like, wow, this deck is nowhere nearly as powerful as anything I've ever played. But it was great because I had tons of people over. Well, when I say tons, I mean like four other people. And uh, and we, we were able to just play against each other with it. And we got to play with friends that never really got to play much magic. I had a friend that just like mostly played like Yu-Gi-Oh and Hearthstone and whatnot. And like, they didn't really understand it. But these decks were very simple. Uh noth- None of the mechanics were super crazy. Uh, also, everything in green is so big and stompy that I think automatically green is just always the best color because naturally, just like having a 6-6 is like vanilla 6-6 was disgusting. So, uh, it, but, it, but it was a lot of fun.
0: How, uh, question for you, cause I haven't actually played it. How balanced did the decks feel? Like, were they pretty evenly matched? Like, if someone picks it up, like, uh, or did one, like, just crush everything else or something?
1: Green, green felt pretty good. Like, I mean, like, overall, like, just because, like, as I said, just, they, they had a bunch of vanilla creatures that were just statted, like, uh, the big meme, the 6-6 six, six for 6 with trample. That was just disgusting. And then if they ever, if green ever got, like, Galta, and you didn't have anyone playing the black deck it was hard to kill them so like the 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 worst deck felt like the red one and i remember in them they they also by the way the fun thing is in in the decks or in the the game nights thing when you pick the the specific deck you're about to play they have like a difficulty level and like how slow it is and (laughs) and, and, and like i i think the red one said that there's it's heavily creature damage but like i i played maybe one creature and there's a bunch of burn spells so maybe <laughs> and maybe it was the wrong half that i drew but but yeah like the the black deck has the best removal and and the green deck is just everything is a bomb everything's a threat so i don't know i <laughs> i felt like, like color pie to me
2: <laughs> yeah yeah it was very color pie
1: like true but green felt pretty strong and i don't know why i would play red <laughs> like
2: <laughs> Did you play 1v1 or like No, it was it was
1: player? all all group. It was all decks being used. Uh like it was okay. a whole whole table full of decks.
0: I mean, all right. I guess if it's like 40 bucks and you get five intro decks, it's probably a fair price. Yeah. Like if it's something you're into, that's like what, 7 bucks a deck or something, probably worth it if it's something you would have fun with it, price-wise.
1: It, like you know the uh the decks that they give you to like kind of like learn how to play Magic It's those,
0: like, the the free ones. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it felt like it was, it was still stronger than those. Uh, but just, well, by like, what, like 30 cards? Like they added 30 more cards because I think it's 60 in each deck. And it felt stronger Mm -hmm. than those, but just, just barely stronger than those. And this year's, when you look at this year's, like, list of cards, there's way more interaction with big stompy creatures because now blue has, like, agent of treachery. Uh, red also just has big creatures of their own. So these lists, The list for these cards or these decks just feel a lot stronger
2: than last year's. All right. Last up, we have the Mystery Booster. That's all we know. (laughs) Coming to Magic Fest Richmond, (laughs) November 8th to 10th. Seth, you mentioned they had a sealed event for like 500 people so that you can play this in a limited format. But beyond that, we don't know what it is.
0: (laughs) I watched the intro stream. They would not really answer any questions about it, other than there is a pre-release at Magic Fest Richmond, which is a little less than a month from now. There's another one at PAX Unplugged, and it sounded like there were definitely going to be more... Uh, events like this at other tournaments, cause they made it sound like there would be some that were outside of North America too, but they weren't announced yet. Uh, but they wouldn't really say anything about the set itself other than it's not breaking the reserve list. That was the one question they actually <laughs> did answer cause everyone was asking that in the chat. What do you guys think this is? Like there's a lot of like possible theories about what this mystery booster thing is. Do you guys have any guesses of what this is actually going to be?
1: I think it's going to have. Fetch lands. <laughs> Ooh, I think it could have like all like new artworks and things like that for for popular. I don't know. Just like I think that they're, they're giving you a way to just get a really sweet promo pack maybe for like these big events like you, we we already know. And then like the the promo packs will just have like different artworks of like maybe a polluted delta or
0: something like that. But I mean, we know that they're doing like an actual like pre-release event with it, so it seems like it. It has to be more than just like paper treasure chests or like the promo packs for uh like that they start giving out with M20 because they're actually expecting people to play sealed with it. So I, that's, that's so why my I think... guess
2: is the rares and mythics are like the random promos we get, like maybe judge promos, convention promos, and then the commons and uncommons they fill out with whatever random stuff they want just for the sake of making limited. But I'm. I'm, like, 100% convinced there's no way this is a full-blown master set, right? This cannot be Iconic Masters or Modern Masters. Like, there's no way they would release one of their most popular products ever and then, like, call it Mystery Booster and, like, tell no one about it, right? Like, that's such <laughs> a waste of, like, Modern Masters 4 or whatever, right? So it they has totally to be... They totally could. They totally could. <laughs> I think that would be a tremendous waste of pre-sales and hype and all that, right? So they could. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe you just open it up and it's a bunch of arena codes. Who knows, right? I mean, oh my lord. That would be so upsetting.
1: Oh, that would be so upsetting. I mean, maybe I'm obviously overhyping it for myself and I'm I'm prepared to
2: let myself down here. So but like, like I see Japanese planeswalkers in these. I see random Japanese. I don't promos. see that. I don't I don't see Japanese no? planeswalkers because because if
1: you're gonna play this set, what if somebody doesn't know some of these cards? That's that right? is true. That is true.
0: I I think it's going to be, I mean, I obviously don't know and there's tons of possibilities, but I'm going more towards the master set direction. Like, I, I'm kind of thinking like. It's going to be, like, Iconic Masters 2.0. And they're not telling anyone, but then we're going to go to Magic Fest Richmond. They're going to do this big, pre-release sealed, uh, we're going to get all, like, the pictures on social media like we did with Iconic Masters. Everyone's going to be hyped. And then, like, the next day, they'll, like, spoil the whole set list and be like, oh, by the way, you can get booster boxes for $400 through our website or something.
2: Oh, so do you think, so do you think Mystery Booster is just like a placeholder?
0: I think it's possible that it's not actually called Mystery Booster. That, and that I can buy. We'll get a set name and like a set list after the Richmond event. Like they're, they're going to not say anything until <laughs> yeah, Richmond yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it'll become like a normal set. Yeah. I mean, they
2: literally did that with Iconic Masters, right? Like they didn't do any previews or spoilers or anything. They just, you show up, you know, it's Iconic Masters, but all the cards were as you open them, you figure them out. So maybe it is, that could be it. If they rebrand it afterwards and say, oh, surprise, guys, it's actually Iconic Masters too. this time with actual Iconic cards, then everyone would go crazy.
0: Because why would you put Convention Edition on there? Like, that that's, I yeah. do that, that seems weird to me. Like, this is different than, like, the normal set. This is, like, just for, like, Magic Fest Richmond or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, I'm hoping it has good reprints. Like, we need modern reprints. That's like a thing that's becoming a bit of an issue now that we haven't had master sets and in- prices keep going up on stuff so i'm hoping it's regardless of what it ends up being i'm hoping it's a a way to get some more supply of like important modern cards out there because uh deck prices are really taking up in modern
1: yeah like i think mox opal is like 120 bucks or something right
0: yeah even mox amber is like expensive now which is just, just kind of crazy playable
2: artifacts guys come on <laughs>
1: I mean, well, I guess we'll see how much longer Mox Amber will be, or Mox Opal will be playable for, though, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> actually, actually, that Marshall. is a perfect segue into our next topic. Uh, so, last week, uh, Wizards, by surprise, Announced that they were moving up the BNR date to October 21st, which is a week from today, which is a day after Mythic Championship 5, which is happening this weekend in what is kind of like a somewhat unprecedented move, especially since we had just had a BNR announcement like a few days before. And then like, oh, by the way, we're moving this one up to like really soon in the future. Uh, so what do you guys make of that? I've heard different theories, uh, bandied about people have different ideas obviously wizards has something in mind if they didn't think there was at least a chance that they were going to have to ban something there's no way they would be moving up the bnr announcement so what do you make of this unprecedented moving up of the bnr date
1: goodbye feel the dead
2: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. the other tidbit you left out was this was done the announcement was made after the mythic championship deck lists were submitted right
0: that's that is yes uh, it came out so the, apparently deckless redo and then later that afternoon they made this announcement
2: all right so now let's go back to bashing on the <laughs> zombie creating <laughs> emblems that are actually just lands the greatest zombie deck of all time that contains zero
1: zombie creature type cards <laughs> hey we're like 2 weeks from halloween like what do you guys want this is great <laughs> it, is, so, it is unfortunate oh. that we are losing it <laughs>
0: or i mean do you think it's definitely getting bad? Like, it, that's, that's my first question for both of you. Like, okay, so Field of the Dead, that's what everyone's looking at. Everyone, uh, is kind of assuming that's what Wizards is thinking about. Do you think it's, 100% feel of the dead is getting banned or is there some chance that Wizards moves up the announcement and then gives us the old uh, no changes.
1: And oh, oh, this would be the biggest thing ever. They move it up, they don't ban <laughs> feel of the dead just to fairy, and I'm really upset. I'm going to be very upset. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or they ban like a popper card, Astrolabe Lady Popper. <laughs> just I, <laughs> or, like Oko is banned as your brawl commander or something like that.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be so upset if that's the
0: case, but I I
1: just can't see that happening and I hope it's not Golos cuz I I think Golos is a great card I don't think Golos deserves needs to be banned but I do think feel the dead considering that I remember you had tweeted out like what are some good ways to interact with feel of the dead the list is Bedeck bedazzle and that's six mana. <laughs> and there is Assassin's Trophy, which is only in green and black, but it is a two-mana answer. And then we have Agent of Treachery, where I've tried this, by the way, stealing it, but then they just play theirs and they steal it back. <laughs> and then so it's a game of tennis with Field of the Dead, and that's not fun. <laughs> and, and then, of course, there's that really loose four-mana Destroy a Land and Creature... <laughs> scry th- 2. Scry 2. Yeah, it's scry-, scry 2 or Creature's... Like non-flying can't creatures block. can't block. It's like, <laughs> very cool, very cool. I'm glad that I could play these extremely the, the extremely red narrow cards. So, so oh, and casualties. Everything
2: you've said is correct, but I, I think no changes. I, I don't think. It's that bad. I've played a ton of Arena this weekend, and I so I played Golos. So I, I'm a no, oh, okay, 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 <laughs> but okay, but I, I don't run into the mirror, right? Like every deck I run into is like some cat aggro or cavalcade aggro or Simic Flash, right? And those decks beat <laughs> Golos, right? The problem is if you try to play anything else, control mid range, Golos will stomp all over you, right? But aggro decks and decks with counter spells i have no idea how they beat any aggro deck but if you pack like four counter spells no way Golos doing anything useful so I, I i don't know right like it seems okay it doesn't seem terrible i don't run into that many mirrors i i just play aggro all day i i think the other day i queued into the ladder and nine matches straight <laughs> <laughs> were Golo's
1: and i was just like Slamming my head on the keyboard, <laughs> and I was like, I, "I'm gonna go outside. I don't do this normally, but I'm gonna go outside."
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, I think at this point, wizards might just be priced into it. Honestly, like with them moving up the BNR day I, it's really hard for me to see them like no changing at that point. Like, I think when they moved up the BNR date, I think they price themselves into doing something for the most part because. If they don't, it's gonna look really weird and be a lot of questions about like why did you move up the BNR? Why date would then? it look
2: weird? They could just be like, you know, because of the Mythic Championship schedule, you know, it was a weird time to have R, so we moved it to be the correct time, right? We we think but after <laughs> the first major event is always a good time and that's our but time the, going forward. But then isn't I don't know, the, I don't see that's weird.
0: But then isn't the response like uh, response like why didn't you just set it at that date two days ago when you posted the last PNR announcement and said November? Like, what because changed in the forgot. last two days?
2: <laughs> Someone <laughs> forgot to file the papers. I don't, <laughs> I don't think we
1: forgot is, is gonna be why they did that. <laughs> like, I, I'm with Seth on this. I really cannot see, like, just something's getting the axe.
2: And if it's real, if it's actually Teferi, I'm gonna be super sad. But if, Which which version of Golos are we talking about (laughs) that's uh, that's bad here? Does it it play Feel the Dead? Does it play Feel the Dead?
0: I think it's more just, like, Feel the Dead doesn't have good answers in the format. Like, I think that's the big concern. Like, I actually really agree with Grim. I think Golos is fine. Like, I think without Feel the Dead, Golos is, like, a fine card and even a fun card to have in Standard. Yeah. And I think if they did ban Golos, I think Feel the Dead would still be super annoying and problematic. Because you still can't interact with it. Like, even without Golos to tutor it out, you can still play all the ramp, and you can still, like, yep. make it work. Play Yarok or whatever, and still, like, go to town with Feel the Dead.
2: Yeah and So I didn't play standard last season, you know, when Field of the Dead was a was a card and people are like, Oh, what are you gonna do with Field of the Dead now that uh oh, what's the team shift? Or no, 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 the, the the land that kills lands Oh, Field of, uh, field of Ruin Field of Ruin, yeah. what do you do with Field of Ruin uh, Rotates out and everyone's like eh, I don't know, With we will do something about it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And that's... then they did nothing <laughs> In Eldrain, right, we have like No land removal, we have no blood moon You can't even like You can't even like pithing needle Field of the Dead and then when I played, I'm like, Oh, this land is not legendary. Yep. Okay. I'll, let me just like stack up three of them. Like good luck. It's like better than the Liliana emblem, right? <laughs> like-
1: yeah. Like, and, and the thing here is you, it doesn't matter whatever happens. The fact that you spent mana, especially if we're talking like six plus mana on this card or loaded your sideboard with these extremely narrow LD cards, your opponent, like the Golos player just like pulled ahead because you just like, wasted sideboard slots for a super narrow card. They could sit there and wait, right? Because wait until, like, you know, they can play, like, a multiple lands in one turn to net a few zombies, make you spend all the mana on your turn. So it's like they ended your turn just so you could blow up one of their lands. And and it doesn't even change the fact that they, they still got the zombies and all their other threats and, like, crisis, all that other stuff. You're you're just so far behind because you have to spend, like, six mana to interact with the land. But you, you don't have to interact, right? You just play aggo decks and kill them before anything happens, right? So, so the, the format would then just be hyper aggression or golos, right? Like that, that's just, cause I've now seen an uptick in mono red because they're just like, well, there's also probably a lot of people that are just afraid to invest in a golos if they hadn't already <laughs> because of the announcement of, of the potential yeah. banning. But I've seen a lot of mono red and I mean, yes, I've had that kind of works out of my favor cuz now i actually have a use for all these board wipes <laughs> and all, all these other all these other things but but yeah like everyone's playing hyper aggro or like adventures and i don't know how adventures beats golos it doesn't yeah
0: and i'm not even sure like <laughs> golos can't be aggro i think like a lot of the golos decks right now are like trying to be other golos decks so i kind of feel like if golos felt like it needed to be aggro like it probably could make it work yeah
1: it's not that crazy difficult bad
0: lands (laughs) it's like so
1: greedy but it's but in the in a weird way it's not because you can (laughs) you can easily get a lot of your yeah they're all like tapped but you ramp very efficiently and when you have things like like, Growth Spiral. Like, that's one of the grossest starts, right? Like, you know, they leave up their two mana, and of course, c- it's conveniently a blue and a green source. <laughs> and they go, Growth Spiral, drop a land, and they go into, gr- uh, sir- or, Seth, how is it pronounced? Sir- sir- uh, Circutius, sir- like sir- the knight. Coo- yeah, <laughs> Circutius route. <laughs> or at this point, Circutius route, if you will.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're on Eldred, it's Circutius. Yes, yeah, sir- <laughs> Circutius <laughs>
0: S Y R the night
2: cycle. We do that on Commander Clash.
0: It, it's yeah, the best night in Elder
2: SYR, COO. <laughs> like yeah, like it's it rips. If so you really well. look at the deck, so let's go Golo Spire. That's the only deck I actually know. You're trying to hit a growth spiral, which is green-blue, followed by a deafening clarion, which is red, white. Generic, right? And you're trying to do this while someone is just mashing your face. And if they ever get a Torbrand on the battlefield, you're dead because T- you have no reaction for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I actually so think the fires, it does, it is favorite, the fires, right? the fires build is pretty is pretty greedy. I will definitely give it that. I think like the Bant versions are much less greedy and much more consistent. Uh, but yeah, the Fire That's one of the problems with fires of invention decks is. They look insane when they have Fires of Invention, but then they're like almost laughable when they don't draw Fires of Invention. You're just and like, you oh just yeah, maul the four. You can maul
2: the four and crush any deck still, I including mean, the mirror.
0: <laughs> like I don't know, it's,
2: Fires. It's is... a free win against everyone else, and like a very hard fight against aggro. And you just ought to lose to any real control deck with counterspells. Not like mm. you know, stick are <laughs> you saying the Gullos deck just auto loses pretty much like civic flash it's like impossible to beat well that's because they have a clock right <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean they just like plays the 2-1 flash and they're like counter 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 you're dead right <laughs> like you're like circuitous root you're,
0: like sorry no you're like fires of invention sorry no you're, like well that's all i got <laughs> so is there any chance we're on the wrong track here like uh, we, we don't know for sure if it will be banned there is a chance i think that wizards no bans even though it would strike me as weird to move up the date and not do it i think they definitely want to have a window between the first mythic championship and the second one to ban something when they didn't before is there any chance it's about modern or about pauper but it, it has to be about standard no. right there's not even has, any other possibility it has to be, has to be is this
2: Hogak? is this hogark Let's, let's 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 like Hogak felt like it needed to be emergency banned, right? Like, remember, this is like the first L Drain event. Like, paper players have like barely got their cards, and like, do we really need to ban Field of the Dead already? Is it that crazy? Like, is I mean, it Hogak? So, h- how about this? How about this? They don't have to ban it.
1: They could just emergency reprint Field of Ruin or a Ghost <laughs> Quarter. Yeah,
0: I ah. Uh, I really think that we're going to see an insane metagame percentage for your uh, Golos Field of the Dead decks at the Mythic Championship, and I really believe that's what happened. I think Wizards got the deck list. The rumor I've been hearing is it could be like 60% or more, which uh, that's not confirmed. That's just like the chatter I've been hearing. I think that is enough that... Wizards knows if they publish the deck list and it's 60% one deck, people are gonna flip out and they wanted a window to be able to respond like more quickly to the freak out. Like what percent do you think? Like I guess we're kind of signaling to our next topic, which was Mythic Championship five. Give me your prediction. What percentage of Mythic Championship five decks are going to be Field of the Dead decks?
1: I can tell you that I well, I
2: feel like it's gonna
1: be over over 50 percent.
2: So here's a data point: SEG Standard Classic, one, two, three, four, five. Five of eight are Golos in the top eight.
0: Okay, so that's sixty plus if, percent. If,
1: if you're on our standard meta game page, twenty-three point eight three percent of the meta is is the like a Golos field of the dead deck, and then the closest thing after that is Jeskai Fires coming in at like almost seven percent.
0: And yeah, and that also is like. Probably understates it just because of how they publish uh, moto results. So you only get like one golo stack, even if a hundred people five would with it, because of how they publish the list. So
2: yeah, yeah I mean, uh. I don't play that much goals online. I, I'm confused. I, I like wake up. I'm like, why is everyone want field of the dead gone? <laughs> like, I want like friggin cavalcade gone. Right? It's like every <laughs> single match, right?
0: <laughs> so okay, let's let's assume it is fifty percent plus or sixty percent, whatever. Is that enough right there to ban a card. Like, even if it isn't whatever that insane or we can argue about power level and stuff, but is just having a his, that would be a historically high metagame percentage. I'm, by my research, that's never happened at a pro tour before. And I think like maybe some Callblade GPs might have gotten there, but I mean, or even 50-plus percent is really absurd. Is that enough by itself, just having that big of a metagame percentage to ban something?
1: Yeah. I I mean, it is... Okay. It doesn't... It's not an issue if there's ways to interact with the higher power-level stuff, right? Like, so, if it's 60% of the field, everyone's playing it, and you
2: don't really have a way to interact with it, it also just feels bad, right? Right. And, uh, yeah, I, I, and I think what Crim said earlier Like there are no answers in the format It's not like you see oh yes everyone's playing Field of the Dead let me put in this sideboard tech There is no sideboard tech right Your sideboard tech is to smash your face in Before <laughs> <Yeah>. anything happens <laughs> It's called creatures So, <laughs> so yeah so I, I don't know right So it depends on like I don't know like when we had Collected company decks like what percentage of the field Was Coco or things like that Like I don't know it's just a good card And standard is warped around it now, yeah. you know, the fact that we have no answers to it, they, they might pull out the old Birthing Pod argument, right? <laughs> like, oh, you know, there's, like, it's gonna stop all mid-range and control decks because there's no answers to it, so there's no way you can play any of those strategies. So I can see that happening. And but it's also so early, like, like I, people just barely got their Eldraine cards.
0: <laughs> I wonder in, in if paper. that's an argument for it, though, actually. Because, like, I think when we saw, like, Coco become utterly dominant, or some of the other decks, that usually happens, like, towards the end of Standard, right before rotation, like, we're in the summer, we've been playing the format for a year, it's more or less salve, like, Coco's the best thing, it's a huge percent of the format, to have not just a deck, but, like, this weird ramp deck, which normally are the type of decks that, like, take a while to develop and be tuned to really become good, but to have that be 50 plus percent of the meta, like, a week or two after a set release... That's like kind of shocking.
1: Yeah, like it, it's it's like don't you want to show off more Eldrin cards too? By the way, like don't you want to show off things that aren't just Golos and Field of the Dead? I mean, you can with Fires, I guess that was true, but like I don't know. I, you can't I use
0: that to play your Golos, yeah, and get your Field of the Dead. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> I don't know. I I just I'm not a fan of that. And I, I know that it is early in the format, but like. You can't interact with it. Why would you play anything else? And it, if they don't ban it, this will just be the go-to deck for everyone for like months and months until they have to burn, uh, like ban it again. Cause either that or everyone plays red deck.
0: And. I mean, it's also worth mentioning there's not another set until mid January. So we're looking at like October, November, December. That's a, that's a long time. <laughs> that's a lot of zombies. If it really is 50, 60% <laughs> of the meta. Like, I think that's the other concern for wizards is like, if that does carry over and like trickle down to F and M's and stuff, are people maybe if it's not happening right today, a week after Eldarine releases, but a month from now, are people still going to show up to their F and M if they know it's just going to be like you know sixty percent uh, people playing Field of the Dead? So that might be another reason that they felt the need to like move it up, even if it's not hurting attendance uh, yet. Maybe it will be. And Wizards has way more data than we do. They have like hundreds of thousands of games, probably, from Magic Arena that they can analyze, along with the Mythic Championship deck list. so I don't know. Who knows what they're seeing in the data that we can't really see with the little bits of data that they give us.
2: So, finance question. Golos Fires makes Kenrith, the return king, very playable. Oh yeah, and that's a -a buy-a-box promo. Do you think that factors into this? Is this like a nexus of fate situation, where they're like, well, we might as well just ban Golos so Kenrith doesn't like spike into well you know Ken- Kenrith is only like a, a two of right like yeah I, I mean I so guess... it's not Nexus of Fate right it's like yeah. a two of in the specific version of Golos but you know surprise here's a buy a box promo playable and standard
0: I don't think that plays into it yeah. especially since they sold like deluxe collection which is whatever another 10,000 copies of Kenrith plus they're in the collector's boosters so there's more, I mean, not great means of supply, but there is more ways to get, uh, copies of Kenrith than there was for Nexus of Fate. So I don't think they're actually concerned about Kenrith to any meaningful extent. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess kind of transitioning a little bit more into Mythic Championship 5 before we get to Fishmail, outside of a ton of Golos, uh, what are we looking for this weekend? Is is it really just going to be <laughs> mostly Golos versus people that are playing, like, Mono Red or Mono Black to try to beat Golos? Is, is that what this weekend's going to look like?
1: I know Canister's on green-black adventures.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, oh. Questing Beast is a legit card against uh against Golos Zombies. Like, that is a good way. Like, I think Rankle is pretty good, too. Like, the evasive 4-drops are decent.
2: Yep. Yep, I also like. Yeah. Ken- Kenrith cares nothing about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> you know how, like, you just play Kenrith and you're like, either I one shot you with hasting my entire zombie army, or I pay six
0: mana, gain 10
2: life. Oh, like, congrats for trying to race me. <laughs> well, <laughs> right? like,
0: you should not be seen careful. Me playing. You should have seen me playing it on stream. The chat always wants you to haste up your zombies, but I just want to draw cards. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so there was probably like so many games where I could have killed the opponent if I just paid one red mana. I'm like, yeah, I'm four mana, draw a card. Uh, all right, you're go opponent. They, the chat got so bad.
1: <laughs> well, you got to watch out. See, the reason why you also didn't give your zombies haste is because it gives all creatures haste. You don't want your opponent's creatures having haste
2: on defense.
0: <laughs> oh, that, that they could block my ginger brew <laughs> exactly. I- i'm sure that's
2: gonna i'm sure there's gonna be like a creature with a tap ability that like someone's gonna miss and like give all creatures haste and they're gonna die to that tap ability <laughs> like the the priest of forgotten whatever like oh, you yeah. take two damage from it right <laughs> so someone's gonna haste up and they're gonna like take two damage and
0: die <laughs> okay so what's your hype level for this tournament like is the golos thing making it Less appealing to watch this. How do you think viewership's gonna be? How do you think, like, the community at large is feeling about standard right now, knowing a BNR is coming literally uh, 24 hours after this tournament wraps up, or even less, like 18 hours after it wraps up?
1: If this whole tournament becomes land of the dead, like, or like that, I'm gonna just be <laughs> like, uh, I know that that's probably what it's going to be, and it, it, it does kind of slightly kill my excitement. But I'll probably watch anyways. <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm definitely not feeling super pumped because I think it's going to be that. And watching Golos v. Golos. And watching them have like a little ramp off or something, <laughs> one would say it's I mean, almost uh, like the that, X Games with how many ramps that ends about fast. To be. <laughs> unlike Coco mirrors, <laughs> no, right? no, 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 I no. Mean, it does not end fast. It does not end fast. Everyone thinks it ends fast, but it becomes a board stall where it's like, all right, cool, I get five zombies. Cool, I get five zombies. Well,
2: I pass. Okay, cool. I that's pass. why. That's why. That's why you have mirror breakers. But I don't know. I think there's so many aggro decks what do you guys think will show up we have like various mono black mono red Ractos, gruel judith cat decks like people love the cat decks like i see them all oh yeah the Arista
1: cats is just funny
2: right and it's actually
1: moderately <laughs> efficient right but i i think mono. i don't red. think
0: it's mythic championship yeah level,
2: though.
1: it's definitely something i can see a lot of people playing because you know idea of a cat and whatnot because that's great uh but I I think if there's an aggro deck, it's going to be Toblerone red, where they're just going to be hitting you with the, <laughs> the like because that that's the best way, right? I mean, it, it's super quick, it's super efficient, and and you know like it really punishes the Golos deck for not having any interaction. Like so, so
2: cavalcade or no Cavalcade? No
1: cavalcade. Like the the one that's just sitting there. It, it doesn't play any cavalcades. It like it just plays all the most aggressive creatures. Everything has haste, and and yeah, and then. Torbrand to like just do deal the additional two damage, and that's it. That that's your cavalcade.
0: <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Gruul deck that's kind of been catching on show up uh either. I think like just playing all the haste creatures in the format and topping it off with like Questing Beasts and Scargan Hellkite also a pretty good way to uh compete or maybe beat the Golos Field of the Dead deck. So I think that's like another one. What do you think about Mono Black? Is that that was at one point, like, Mono Black and Agra were, like, the premier Aggro deck in the format a couple of weeks ago, but it's kind of been falling down the metagame rankings. Like, is Mono Black not where it's at in this meta?
1: I mean, Ayara is <laughs> sweet to get around all the zombies, and then Rankle flies. So, flying has just been very important, uh, the, these last couple of weeks, like, Sarkon, Skargan, all those
2: cards have been pretty key in closing out games. Yeah, I feel like you don't you don't outgrind Golos. Yeah. Right? Like so you gotta go fast. And I feel Mono Black is a deck that likes to kind of grind it out. So maybe against other aggro decks or something, but against Golos, I'm happy to see Mono Black. I'm fine. I'm like, oh, I'm not dead on turn three. Great. Right. Yeah. Let me go play my eight drops now and stabilize the game and finish it off, right? So And you don't yeah. have to fear I, anything like
1: Torbrand, right? Like just like randomly coming down and then making everything deal an additional two more damage which is very scary yep
0: so any other thoughts on the mythic championship coming up this weekend uh any any is there any chance we see a surprise out of nowhere deck show up or do you think kind of it is what it is right now
1: i think the surprise out of nowhere deck is the non-golos deck <laughs>
0: <laughs> anything
1: that is not a field of the dead is a yeah. surprise.
2: <laughs>
1: new cards
2: where <laughs> this was an arena this was an arena event right yeah it is an arena yeah i, I think the highlight of the event was when someone cast their card like incorrectly like <laughs> i i have so many times with the fires of invention on the battlefield cast like hydroid crisis wrong i oh, choose like the oh. free version instead of the x yep. version yep. or you're casting an adventure card and you cast like the creature half instead of the adventure half oh i definitely whatever. did that I definitely did so that. So I feel like we're going to see a game-ending punts on camera this weekend, and that will be our entertainment. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if you have Fires of
1: and you play an adventure card, that's one of the scariest interfaces of all time. I- I've definitely gotten the free creature side of murderous rider <laughs> because like no wait i meant to kill the planeswalker <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, i'm hoping for ginger brute i really want to see i think that the artifact aggro deck like i think it actually could kind of beat golos but i don't know if it can beat anything else but ginger brute with an all that glitters uh it's actually pretty fast against the Golos stack, so I I don't know. I that's my that's what I'm rooting for, even <laughs> though it's unlikely. Hopefully, someone like the invitees show up with fun decks. I think that's one of the cool things that happened at some of the previous uh, Arena Mythic Championships, where we had the random invitees. Is you had some people that just kind of like have their pet deck or a deck that they really like. So we did get to see like some variety. So maybe even if like a lot of the field is on Golos, so be enough people not on Golos that coverage will have a little bit of variety hopefully maybe
1: I know I know for a fact there will be some Rakdos aggro I think I'm like I'm pretty sure because of invitees (laughs) because like example yeah like you had mentioned everyone has their pet deck so that's the cool thing about having like invites is that especially for like an arena tournament you'll you'll see some people that will just play what they love playing and I think that's fun
2: All right, Krim will we see Teferi this weekend
1: yes but it'll be the one time where I don't want to see Teferi. And it is... In the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can use him for evil or you can use them for good. <laughs> and and I think this weekend he'll be used for evil.
0: <laughs> I I think that might be going back to our conversation about uh, Golo's first control, I think maybe that's why Richard was having such a hard time with control when Crib maybe wasn't. Like I feel like Teferi just, like, shuts down Simic Flash so hard on its own. If you're playing a Teferi version of Golos, it's probably a lot easier to deal with, like, Simic Flash-style decks.
2: Right. But then you don't get to cast 7 drops on, like, turn 4, man. What, like, <laughs> well, yes, you why, can. Why
0: would you do... Why, what kind of magic are you playing, guys? <laughs>
2: <laughs> How about two 7 drops on turn 4? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I definitely... That is true, right? Like, I have Teferi,
1: so, I mean... It was, it was sweet, you know, and I didn't have to worry about Simic Flash, but I was just like, all right, cool. Well, this endless horde of zombies is unbeatable. It's ridiculous. Liliana would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that, that reminds me that, that Guillaume Waffle Tapa made this pretty sweet blue white control list. And I was playing that for a minute and, and it, and it uses having Teferi and going instant speed finale of glory is the way you win. That's how you beat the Golos <laughs> deck. You just oh. board wipe a hundred times <laughs> and you play Gadwick. You and you draw. It's like kind of like Sphinx's rep. You tap everything <laughs> down, and then, and then you instant speed. You like you just. I know it sounds ridiculous, but oftentimes I swept the board enough, and I if I could, I would just get to twelve mana, and then just hit him with a bunch of angels. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, all right, on that note, let's let's answer some fish mail. We missed fish mail last week, so I'm sure we got a bunch of questions. Richard, take it away.
2: Alright, if you have questions, send them to at mtggoldfish with the hashtag mtgfishmail, and we get to your questions on air. On the negatives, with so much power creep in creatures these days, why can't we have lightning bolt in standard? Oh,
1: this is something I've definitely brought up on my stream. Just like, cards like lightning bolt, mana leak, those cards don't even like matter right now, I don't think. I mean, lightning bolt would make red very efficient, but like, Cards like Mana Leak are just a joke right now. I I don't even know how good they'd be. I mean, we're playing, we're trying Quench, and Quench is bad. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I don't think those cards matter at all right now. I think they could totally be reprinted when, because before you would have things that you could just let resolve, right? Like, hey, I'm not going to use my Mana Leak on this card because there's going to only I need to save them for I don't know. Let's just say in this example, a, a Siege Rhino or a Questing Beast. But when every creature does like nine different things now, and every threat is ridiculous. You can't let anything resolve anymore, right? So, eventually something will slip through eventually.
0: Yeah. I and plus there's like teferi and yeah. there's Ceratops and there's like I don't even know if Mana Leak would be very good at all in this format honestly, but yeah, I would I would all like right, to blue see blue players. We're
2: talking about lightning bolts here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, the issue is, like... (laughs) Is Bolting the Goose too strong for standard? I I would be a little worried about Bolt.
0: Like, yeah, Mono Red is already a top-tier deck, and I feel like Lightning Bolt might push it over the top.
1: Yeah, because... I don't know. Mono Red... I don't think Mono Red got worse. I just feel like the cards just got so much more powerful. Right? Like, that mid-range got ridiculously beefier. But if you gave Mono Red, (laughs) like, Lightning Bolt...
2: All right. All right. Here's the question. And Torbjorn or Toblerone? <laughs> like, oh it, is lightning bolts better or worse? So, worse because creatures are just so big. They all have ETBs. They're also resilient. Or better because you can snipe planeswalkers now, which are a big part of the game. And you have Toblerone. So you can do five damage. I think, I think it might be better <laughs> because
0: of, <laughs> I was going to say right. better. killing
1: planeswalkers I, is a big deal. You could do that anyways without giving them lightning bolt.
0: But with <laughs> with creatures getting more powerful and uh more power and toughness, like I feel like having a one mana answer would make lightning bolt even more important now than it was, or like even better now than it was in the past, because you need like that efficiency to like answer the powerful creatures.
2: Yep. Alright. Uh Jolly Good J H M with Golos, Field of Dead, running rampant in standard. What can Watsy print or reprint to answer such a powerful land with a static ability? Obviously, reprinting Blood Moon or Sinkhole into standards out of the question. All right, Field what is... So, is Field of Rune where we, we gotta be? Like, it's what, what, what other ways would you like to interact with?
0: I think with how pushed we were just talking about, like, power creep with creatures and stuff are, I want to see Wizards try Stone Rain again. Just, you don't gotta go crazy and do Sinkhole or anything, but I don't think that having, like... A three mana land destruction spell would be the end of the world.
2: Who's going to uh, play that though? Yeah, like, I <laughs> like, mean, are you really going to play
1: that to counter Field of the Dead? Yeah, that, that's the same thing, right? It's just like, cool, I have to play Stone Rain.
2: <laughs> what I'm thinking about is like Goblin Settlers. Or, it has to be a creature with an ETB that destroys a land. I, I would say Fulminator Slime Mage. Playable. Yeah, Acidic Slime. Fulminator Mage. Yeah, I think those would be good answers. That would be a lot or better because at least a it's blood a blood moon, right? A blood moon like effect. Yeah. like it removes all static abilities
0: but like keeps your mana they reprint all
1: the, the magus in ooh. the standard
0: ooh i do got to say it is a shame that ravager worm cannot actually kill a field of the dead that's like kind of like an embarrassment
1: yeah <laughs> considering that it falls in line with exa- with the mana cost of everything else that interacts with that card yeah. right
2: now <laughs> 6 mana doesn't blow up a land ridiculous <laughs> Alright, 11 Vicious. I planned on buying Throne of Eldraine Collector's Boosters, but my LGS owner decided to keep them. The value of these lottery cards has dropped significantly. Did I dodge a bullet, or do you think the value will go back up when they become scarce? Right now, everybody's cracking those packs. So, I- Who's playing Paper Magic? Krim, have you seen, like, Collector Booster cards in the wild? Are people Target. putting them in their decks? Uh, oh, no, I mean, no. in the are wild. People bro- are people buying them and putting in their decks? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean... I I a lot of people at least at my LGS love playing the cards and they love buying the packs so
0: yeah it seems like yeah I mean I think that the ones that are playable outside of standard like commander modern legacy I think those ones have the most long term potential I'm I don't know how many people like bling out their standard decks though so I'm not sure like how valuable random I don't know uh tour brands and uh stuff like that are that are just standard only cards yeah yeah
2: pretty much all right next question Sholian b i don't know why everyone is complaining about the state of standard and asking for bans already this friday is the first time you can actually play paper standard in stores does everyone just like complaining or is standard actually broken when did eldraine officially release when can you actually play in paper La- last weekend last weekend
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, the fourth, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, not this weekend that just went past, but the weekend before. I I think it's also partly a release like almost two weeks ahead of that. Yeah. Digital. So it's been like a month since people have started like building around and playing these cards. So it's been longer than it seems.
1: Yeah. On like for paper magic. Yeah. It's only been like a week, right? But, but for every, for anybody that's been playing digital, this has been a very long month.
2: Yeah, it's a bit weird. Like I said, like I think like two podcasts go, like I feel like I'm done with Eldrain already. Like hasn't even released the stores, but like because digital and how fast things go and how many games you can play. You can get a lot of Eldrated before, like, the paper version is even purchasable.
0: It is also true that magic players do love complaining. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is also true. That is also
2: you true. You know what the best counter to feel the Dead is? You just complain. <laughs> <laughs> complaining costs zero mana, okay? Does it doesn't cost any tempo. <laughs> yeah, no tempo loss. <laughs> <laughs> uh pab died I wondered what your tuning process is once you have a deck idea in first draft how do you tweak it based on testing uh for for me how i just tweak it is i i i see
1: what's it's a little bit of a meta call it com- kind of comes down to what kind of deck you play right it feels like actually nowadays that's almost every deck you're gonna play just well how much of the meta do you predict to be a certain card and then, you know, you put cards that you can uh, help you shore up that matchup. That's just how I look at it. Like, if I, if I, example, for a while, Noxious grasp was good enough to run in the main because you expect everyone to play green. Um, so I, knowing that, that's how I tune my deck. It's just like, oh, well, everyone's playing green this weekend, so I'll, play some ways to give myself a little bit of an edge game one.
0: For me, I think it's uh, as far as the process of it, it's a lot of like play testing, like putting together a deck, playing a game, switching a couple cards, and it goes like I don't know, for me it's a lot by feel, and as I just, like, play a few games, I kind of like, oh, like, I probably really should have put that in, or like, oh, I couldn't beat this card, so I probably should have an answer for that. So I think, like, that's how the process goes, is, like, just running through a few games and trying to get, like, a feel for what's working and what's not working, and, like, updating in between the matches.
2: Yep. Yeah. And when I get whatever card I'm testing, I... I- In the game itself I'm like If this was the other card I was considering How would it play here Or if it was the card I just replaced I'm like What would it look like If I had the other card Would it make a difference So I try to take notes As I play To see uh, You know If whatever I put in Like is actually doing What I think it's supposed To be doing Yeah like, did I win because of
1: this card or or was it because, I don't know, some other broken card was destroying them? Win,
2: win more. Yeah. Was this a win <laughs> that more or one, did this change the game? That one, Okazaki, Second Sunrise and K- KCI both banned in Modern for being broken and unfun. Now it's Paradoxical Urza. Is banning the good eggs, Chromatic Sphere and Star, a better solution than continually facing new versions of the same combo? Hashtag Sorry Tron players. <laughs>
0: I don't think that Paradoxical Urza is really that similar to eggs, honestly. Like, I I get that they're artifact decks that are playing artifacts that, like, draw cards when they enter the battlefield. So I guess there is, like, some amount of similarity. But I think the biggest problem with, like, eggs and Second Sunrise wasn't necessarily, like, their power, but how long it takes to win the game. And I think the Urza decks are, because of Urza, <laughs> a lot quicker at actually winning the game once they get their combo set up.
1: Oh yeah. They're definitely not slow games. And it's crazy, like I think that, that deck is very powerful. I mean I I I, I, lo- I lost to it the other day at FM through while having Rest in Peace and Stony Silence.
0: <laughs> I think there's definitely a chance that urza will end up uh being banned at some point that seems like for people that are not on board like the bnr change being about field of the dead the urza deck is probably the the next most mentioned deck as far as possible bannings
1: although my my defense is that it's not modern season so there aren't a ton of people sitting down to try to
2: like figure out ways to fully hate out that deck that's so there's there's two thorns in wizard side uh in modern it's the graveyard decks and then the artifact decks, right? Like, they always try to play this line where they, like, ban out the combo piece to stop the deck, and then inevitably in a year or so they print some, you know, new card that they couldn't foresee being used this way, and then it all falls apart, right? And so with looting, they're like, okay, we're done. We're getting rid of Faithless Looting instead of skirting around everything, right? What about getting rid of, like, your Moxon or your, yes. your stars and things like that, right? Like, just get rid of it. Mox Opal should just not be... That, that card should have been
1: banned a long time ago, in my opinion.
0: I could see Mox Opal uh, being deserving of a banning. I don't know about, like, Chromatic Sphere, Chromatic Star. That's that's a little too much for me. But I, I think mean, those Mox are Opal
2: always ban- in the cycle, free, storm type V decks, right? Like, it's always going to be a deck.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. But I think if you hit Mox Opal, that would probably be enough. I think that would slow down those decks significantly just doing that.
2: Yeah, no more Mox, no more free spells either. Yeah, free spells <laughs> and fast so This mana. is why Wizard prints big, beefy, green creatures. They're like, we can't go wrong with this. <laughs>
0: <Right>? <laughs> Although, then they uh, Hogact, which was a big, beefy, <laughs> green creature too, that went very beefy, wrong. But it was free.
2: <laughs> but it was free. It was a free, beefy creature. Bicycle, Wattsy forgot an answer to Field and Eldrain. What do you think? Instead of bans, they add answers that just rotated out back into standard. So Field of Ruin back in standard. Emergency banning. They're just releasing it. Emergency reprint. Like that idea. <laughs> Emergency reprint.
0: I remember that they said they actually talked about doing that back during uh, the bannings. I think it was, like, Etherworks Marvel bannings. Like, they had internal conversations about, like, putting Pithing Needle or something into the format, and they decided against it. I kind of like the idea as long as you're careful with it and it's a card that has a decent amount of supply uh i think that would be the only concern is if you suddenly make some random old card standard legal it could cause some like price issues because it's not in a standard set for people to access easily but if it was something like field of ruin that was just in standard uh that would be fine i think
1: yeah i mean what's the worst that could happen (laughs) the format gets broken (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> by, by an uninteractable yeah. land.
2: <laughs> this was the point of core sets, right? Core sets were supposed to always have your safety valves, right? You're supposed to have artifact removal, enchantment removal, non-basic land removal, and you know, so if you always have these cards available in like playable fashion, like you're always safe against like these weird combo decks, right? We also have the the hate cycle, the color hate, right? So if like blue decks get out of control, you play the blue hoser, you're good. They forgot to do that for Field of the Dead. I don't that- know why. So we gotta wait for Core Set 2021.
0: <laughs> it's ah. funny because they <laughs> I have done a much. They have done a much better job of that. Like, they have done a really good job of bringing answers back, and we see, like, hate cards and, like, the protection cards, so it's very weird to me. I'm really curious what happened with Field of the Dead. Maybe they just underestimated it, and they thought it was, like, a commander card and wouldn't actually see playing standard and didn't actually need an answer because it wasn't good enough, but I'm really confused because I feel like they've done a much better job of having answers for things.
2: Yeah, I mean, Veil of Summer... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody at Watsi really loves their their zombies. They just had to get rid of zombie tokens. I mean, all right, yeah. That's all our questions this week. Thank you to everyone who sent them in. If you have questions, send them to at mtggoldfish with the hashtag mtgfishmail, and we'll get to your questions on air.
0: And I believe that that brings us to the end of episode 246 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard Grimm, thanks for hanging out. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks to Spikes Academy for supporting the show. You can get 5% off over at spikesacademy.com with the code goldfish, and we will be back next week to talk about everything that goes on in the magic world Uh, mythic championship five we will have the bnr announcement so we'll be back next week to discuss all of that so until then this is the crew signing out